On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hawk Podcast Network, Friday, March 11th. Ian Cameron, Andrew McGinnis, Jimmy Murphy. We'll have Alex B. Smith joining us shortly as well on this Friday edition, uh, ready to break down the Friday slate. We go from uh, crazy 13-game slate yesterday to four today. Welcome to uh, Thursday to Friday transition uh, in the National Hockey League. That's often the case. So four games tonight after a massive Thursday card, uh, which was uh, filled with tons of uh, fascinating results up and down the board. We'll just run through them briefly. Uh, Boston uh, with a 4-3 win against Chicago, uh, which was a 2-0 sweep for me in that game with the Bruins team total over and the full game over. Both got home a Bruins 4-3 victory there uh, in that one. Uh, Buffalo with the 3-1 win, uh, ruining Jack Eichel's return uh, to Buffalo. Uh, 3-1 Sabre victory. A couple of fights in that game. Very spirited contest. Uh, obviously, Eichel's comments after the game, which everybody heard, and you know it was played over and over again. Uh, definitely uh, raised some eyebrows, saying it was the first time in seven years that uh, people came out to the building and made some noise. I guess it took me leaving for it to finally happen. So I, I think that's good. I mean, he's going to have a rivalry with the organization based on everything that went down. He's going to have an, a, a beef with them and a rivalry with them for – uh, probably the rest of his career. So, hey, why not start the rivalry and make a comment like that? That's nothing wrong with that. But what I have an issue is you say it after a bad game and your team's struggling and even with you in the lineup, you've had issues winning. But they are banged up. They are shorthanded. And we'll get to Vegas later in the show because they're in action again tonight uh, against Pittsburgh back-to-back on the road for them. Uh, we saw uh, Ottawa come back. Uh, hang on, I should say, to beat Seattle. Seattle rallied in the third, but Ottawa wins 4-3. Florida takes care of Philly 6-3. to The offensive machine rolls along for the Panthers. Jets, a nice road win for them 2-1 to against New Jersey. who have been playing pretty well. A big two points. Every two points is big right now for Winnipeg uh, as they try to get back in the playoff chase. Uh, what else did we see? The Blues take down the Rangers 6-2. to uh, People are going to look at that final score and say, what's wrong with Shesterkin last night? Relax. Not on Igor Shesterkin that game. If you watch that game, and that's the benefit of listening to me as I watch a lot of each of these games or as much as I can. And if I don't see them live, I'll watch the condensed highlights after the game. They were breaking down defensively left and right. The Rangers, bad turnovers, sloppy play, odd man rushes, mini two on ones, just no chance for Shesterkin on so many of those goals, horrible game in front of him. And Gallant kind of called the team out after that because he thought they'd show better after the Minnesota loss. They didn't. So maybe circle Rangers maybe in a bet-on spot uh, in their next game uh, after what we saw from them last night. They're taking on Dallas Saturday, but, uh, uh, you know, Dallas playing well. But Rangers, Dragalant, not happy with that effort last night defensively against St. Louis. Hung their goalie out to dry, he said. After all the effort and all the games he's been there for us, we respond by being there for him like that or not there for him. So uh, he was not a very happy head coach, uh, Gerard, last night after that Rangers loss. Uh, the Islanders, 6 nothing over Columbus. And the over cashes for me for the best bet on this show in the dying seconds, thanks to an Anders Lee power play goal. Uh, we'll take it. Uh, Islanders with the 6 nothing win. Nashville beats Anaheim 4-1. Calgary Flames, uh, I think a lot of us favored them a little bit in that spot yesterday against Tampa, even with Tampa losing to Winnipeg and not easy to bet against them off a loss. Uh, but I did that, and I know a few of us did, and Calgary gets the win 4-1, to one, a nice bounce back after losing to Washington. And San Jose uh, comes back to beat L.A. in overtime 4-3. I did say I was concerned about that spot for L.A. off the road trip. And sure enough, the uh, Sharks, despite their struggles, uh, get the job done with the win over L.A. And I'll leave the best for last, at least for me, the two games best for last. Minnesota-Detroit, an insanely entertaining game. 6-5 win for the Wild in a shootout. 
goalie, almost a goalie fight, uh, you know, mini line brawl, because it was just a minute. It wasn't like there was a ton of actual fights breaking out. It was more pushing and shoving and almost fights. And then, of course, Cam Talbot races down the ice to try to get after Alex Nedeljkovic, who got involved uh, in that fracas. So uh, incredible hockey game, Minnesota-Detroit. A lot of nastiness as well. Great stuff, entertaining. Although, Leah Hextall, come on. Your cousin, Ron Hextall, fought many times as a goalie. She sounded scared out of her mind calling that. Oh, look out! Look out! Ah! Ah! What am I going to do here? The goalies are going to fight. What's going on? This can't be! This can't be! I mean, my goodness. Leah, come on. You have a cousin, Ron Hextall, who is tough as all get out as a goaltender and fought goalie fights multiple times and you know she should be used to that come on it's okay no everything's gonna be fine nobody's gonna get die out there you know everything's gonna be fine leah calm down it's all it's all good it, it okay. sucks ian because if anybody says anything bad about her everybody thinks it's because she's a woman no but i know plenty of commentators that are female that are that i enjoy listening to and same yeah, thing Beth with TSN and all these people yeah. so you can't say anything bad about her, though, because people will just say that you're, you know, yeah. just attacking someone's gender. No, if she's, if she's good at the job, she's deserving of the job. And Leah's not terrible. I mean, a lot of people are harsher on her than me. Actually, she's just got to raise her tone a little bit in certain situations. Yeah. But she had another, another job beforehand, right? Yeah. She was more of an anchor, wasn't she? Yeah. So that, I think that's what's an the, anchor. the difference. Yeah. 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 yeah there's no but, question. She was an hey, anchor. She hey, did guys, some, if I. Yeah, Jimmy, go ahead. Yeah, I'll chime in, guys. I used to work with Leah actually. Uh, when I my first TV uh, gig was with Nesson here in Boston many moons ago now, and Leah was an anchor, and I would go on with her. And uh, yeah, I mean, we told a ton of stories about her uncle and everything, and that's why I didn't see the game, but I'm surprised to hear that Ian that she was kind of uh, taken aback by that. And I mean, yeah, she comes from that family. She's got to be embracing. Ron Hextall's her cousin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, you know, like, I, who knows? I, I think she's doing all right. I, I think she, you're right, Andrew, maybe that she's having a, a little bit of a tough time transitioning from anchor to play-by-play. And I see that with another friend of mine, too, and I, I've, I've had this discussion personally with him, so it's not like I'm talking behind his back or bad-mouthing him here. Uh, John Buchigross. I, I think John Buchigross is a great ESPN anchor. I love how he always includes hockey, even when they didn't have hockey on ESPN for so many years. But I, I haven't really enjoyed his his play by play. I, I, mm. I think he's still got a lot of work to do. So no. I think we're seeing it. it's a work in progress, especially on the ESPN side uh, versus TNT. Yeah, it is. I mean, a TNT set set very nicely with Kenny and Brendan Burks, an up and coming young guy who's very very good already. So uh, there's no doubt that uh, you know they've got a good crew. You know, it, it, for everybody, it's a transition. You know, Butchagross is trying to get in the swing of things. Leah's, you know, tr- just trying to learn. Uh, Shusen's doing hockey for the first time in many, many years. McDonough, same thing. McDonough's gotten a lot better the last couple of games. But again, I've seen a lot. McDonough's been stuck. A lot of people say McDonough's got to put a little more oomph into it. But at the same time, McDonough's gotten stuck with a lot of bad games. and Boring games on his schedule, believe it or not. He'll get better, I think as far as I'm concerned. I, I actually like the way Leah calls the game. Yeah. I, I just don't like when, when there's goals or fights. I think she actually, I like her vocabulary when she calls the game. It For me, it's just yeah. goals and fights and stuff like that. But that'll come. It'll no, all it, come. So. It's just that the, the, the reaction when Cam Talbot was going down the ice from her was like there's an axe murderer on the ice or someone's got a gun <laughs> or something. I mean, my gosh, it's just, holy shit. So it's going to be okay. It's just a little nastiness on the ice. It, it, Players are getting heated there. It's a scrum. Axe murderer. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I want to ask you too, like with what Nadalkovic speaking to him, uh, an own goal. uh, Can can we start betting on those or what? Yeah, own goal. (laughs) That'd be nice. Yeah, Yeah, it would be. You know what's funny is that whole uh, ruckus, uh, Jimmy, with Nadalkovic and Talbot overshadowed that obviously horrible gaffe for Nadelkovich earlier in that game, just trying to clear the puck and he swings at it and it actually goes back, puts backspin on the puck and it goes backward and in the net. Uh, just absolutely terrible uh, luck. That tells you how his last couple games have been uh, for the Detroit Red Wings. Pulled against Arizona and then that last night. And finally, the last game, I haven't touched on this yet, the 7-0 sweep game, Arizona-Toronto. Oh man, just 
in all my glory last night watching that unfold. Arizona first period team total puck line money line. Arizona full game team total puck line money line full game over seven and zero. Oh. I mean, just terrific. I, I was stuck to my guns with that. Coyotes were live. They'd score in bunches. And they have a chance to win the game. It's exactly how it played and, out. And, so. and I got to admit when I'm wrong about something here because I thought that, if anything, the best period we'd see out of the Leafs was the first period. And boy, was I wrong there. So Terrible start. Awful. Uh, yeah. yeah. Got to mention Terrible. when you're wrong, too. And I was dead wrong about that. Yeah, I mean, that Arizona. We're going to keep looking to back them. They've got a little mojo right now. So it's been good to see. We got Alex with us now. Alex B. Smith. Uh, Alex, uh, thoughts on uh, the Thursday night? And action is with an understatement that it was action on Thursday night. Yeah, it, it was incredible. And, and that's what you want from a, a giant card like that uh, on a, whenever it's a Thursday or Saturday or Tuesday. Uh, I was actually out watching the Wild and, and Red Wings game. Like I said, it was an ESPN Plus game. So I was at a bar and there was no sound. So uh, it was kind of a, it was a bit entertaining to see the bar's reaction, of course, to when that uh, that near line brawl took place, and uh, everybody was was hoping that Talbot and uh, Ned would would throw down, but of course the rest jumped in and stopped it. That was just a hell of a game to watch. Uh, I had that over. I hit a couple of big game uh, props uh, for you know next to score, and you know those two teams. It, it's just a shame that they're not division rivals anymore because the two meetings they had, not just the last night, but the game they had here in St. Paul, they were absolutely electric. And for whatever reason. Detroit really gets gets geared up and, and gets their offense rolling uh, against the Wild. Obviously, for the Wild, it's, it's an important two points for them, but still not the way you want to be playing games. You you should not be going you know six five in a shootout uh, against Detroit if you're trying to be one of the top teams in the Central Division or the, or the Western Conference. So they still got things to correct, but, but a fun game nonetheless. Uh, disappointing night for the Hawks. They end up losing four uh, three after kind of going back and forth. Uh, and that one, and of course the Vegas Buffalo game, and <laughs> Eichel's comments, uh, you know, talking about uh, you know the loudest he's ever heard that building, uh, as Buffalo gets a three-one win, and you know a bit of a jab there. And obviously, you know the fans, uh, you know, are going to feel some kind of way with the way things ended with Eichel uh, in Buffalo. But now they can kind of move on. You know, they had the last lap. Buffalo got the win. Uh, you know, Eichel's in a better spot. Buffalo, you know, and. For, seemingly might be have been the winners of that trade with everything they've got back. If everyone, uh, you know, can contribute Krebs and, and Tuck and so forth and, and the traffics they got. So, uh, you know, I don't think it's going to be the animosity we're going to see forever. Like it was, you know, it was about what two or three years when Tavares left uh, the Islanders and every time he got back in that building, they still were, were riding him a bit. So yeah, I don't think it's going to be like that. Uh, the next time Buffalo and Vegas meet up, but uh, still, you know, these are entertaining things and, and things you kind of expect when you see a star player leave, uh, a city that he you know, was drafted in and didn't do much uh, to the chagrin of, of that franchise. No doubt. That was last that you're right. I think a one-time thing, Alex, with a little animosity, he had a couple fights there. Uh, John Hayden got in a fight. That guy's gotten in a lot of fights this year for Buffalo. I like the toughness and moxie that guy. Uh, yeah, he's, 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 a good, he's a good scrapper. No, he is absolutely. I've noticed him. It's like, wow, this guy's in a fight again. He's been in a bunch of them for, and same with uh, Tom, the, the guy that's uh, related to Tom Fitzgerald, Casey. I mean, he's dropped the gloves now a few times for the uh, Sabres as well. So I like that team showing a little, you know, pushback, which is good. You want to see a young team develop those kind of characteristics team. You know, you, you come together better as a team doing that kind of stuff. So that's good to see. Uh, no question about that. Uh, Andrew, just uh, talk about uh, what you thought of last night. Yeah, I was happy, you know, uh, good night for me betting wise. And, and uh, you know, I think um, last night we, we got a little glimpse of, uh, what home ice can do, you know, some home teams took care of business last night. Uh, and, and I guess that sometimes it, with betting and just in general, as a fan, we kind of get away from that. And we kind of forget that a home ice is, is still something to take into account. And uh, you know, if you were handicapping games yesterday and you had away teams, you know, you didn't have the best night overall. Uh, and, and uh, I guess talking about that Cal Carolina game against Colorado, you know, uh, I did lean towards Carolina, but I'll tell you what, I also leaned towards potentially an over. And uh, I, I did say yesterday on the show, though, defense wins games, but I didn't think it would be like that. I mean, what a shutdown performance from the Hurricanes. I mean, that that's the kind of game that makes me pumped that I have the future I have on them. And then Calgary, Tampa, you know, good spot for Calgary, bad spot for Tampa there, and they get the job done in lopsided fashion. So, uh, you know, two of the marquee games were pretty good, but also told us some interesting stories there. Um, I couldn't believe the the ability for Carolina to keep um, Colorado contained like that was was very Terrific impressive. Job. 
Yep. And then Ottawa, that was my best bet on the show, the over in that game. Uh, three nothing going to the third period. You know, need a couple goals, obviously. Boom, three straight goals from the Kraken. Cash my over ticket. Game heads to overtime. I couldn't have asked for anything more. I was able to get actually live over four and a half in that game as well. So I ended up cashing my pre-flop bet and that that uh, live bet. And so it was good. I mean, I'm telling you, when these teams go together, I mean, Montreal and Seattle tomorrow on the show. I'm going to be talking about it tomorrow again, but Seattle continues their East Coast road trip. They're going to allow goals again. And Montreal's their first game back, you know. So uh, all these situational spots with traveling, to me, always seem to goal, what, to lead to goals, whether it's early or late in the game, we're seeing goals. Yeah, again, they took a while for uh, for them to show up in that game, for specifically for Seattle. But, boy, they did uh, in the uh, third period. And, you know, Carolina-Colorado Carol- Carolina, was definitely not as exciting as we would have thought or hoped. There's no question. But it was a well-played defensive clinic by Carolina. you got to give them credit. I think they kind of felt like that's the way they wanted to go about it and maybe not trade chances with Colorado. And they can play that way when they want to. And they were. And Ronta was dialed in. Uh, for the Hurricanes, the defensive game was good. And uh, Carolina and uh, cash with them last night. Carolina, I favored. I, I looked toward them as a slight home dog. I thought with Colorado, there's something just a little bit off with them right now uh, at this point in time. And uh, credit to the Hurricanes, just a great team effort, both ends of the ice, uh, to get that victory. And to shut down Colorado and shut them out, that's hard. That's difficult to do that. So that is a terrific win. No question. No sugarcoating it. Awesome win for Carolina. Jimmy, thoughts from last night? Excuse me, guys. Yeah, guys, I mean, you pretty much explained my thoughts. That's why we're good together. We think alike. But, uh, you know, I look at Carolina, and I think you're absolutely right, Ian, is that they went in there and said, look, we're not going to win a track meet with this team. We got to just play playoff boring hockey. And I don't really care what the people think about it on TV or what they think in the stands. The, the, our fans will be fine if we win the game. And that's what they did. And they, that was that was a playoff feel to it. And that, you know, obviously that's the type of hockey we'll see in a, a couple months from now. But uh, going around the league, though, I mean, other than that, I mean, there's a lot of goals getting scored around the league, guys. And I don't have the numbers in front of me. But I just feel like this week specifically has just been a very offensive week, league-wide. I mean, the night we did the betcast, we had a lot of goals flying around. And then again last night, uh, it seems to be more in these Tuesday, Thursdays that we're getting at. And it's, you know, it's great for us, but I think we're going to see it dwindle soon. I really do. I like, I think that as we get closer to the playoffs, teams that are in contention like Carolina may start to try to shift gears and, and take a different approach. So maybe keep that in mind and see if a trend starts to grow as we get into late March and April where they want to start to just get into that mindset for the playoffs. So I'm curious to see how that happens. And guys, the game I watched, I thought was, uh, I mean, I, it's not really a betting thing, but it was, it was pretty funny. Um, Jack Ashan, the, the, the Bruins rookie defenseman, he scored his first NHL yeah. goal last night, but he was, he was the guy caught back on the, uh, the four on one, which to bring it, I mean, Kane fed to break it for the goal there to tie the game at one. And I, I, I said, what do you, what are you thinking there? And he goes, well, first of all, I'm thinking that I love Patrick Kane. I grew up loving him. He's my boyhood idol. And huh. I just don't know what I'm going to do. Well, starstruck. It was, it was, yeah, he was starstruck. And he said, but the one thing I'll remember is if I'm on the ice between those two players ever again, I'm keeping my stick down. That's, that's the key there. Like, you're not going to have a prayer if you don't keep your stick down. But I thought that was pretty funny. No, that's good. And because now these kids are so young now that they're starting in the NHL that they remember watching Patrick Kane uh, growing up. Uh, that's how long Patrick Kane's been around yeah. now. I mean, Patrick Kane's been around for 15 plus I years know. now uh, in the NHL. So now you got these. Who are you uh, calling these, a kid, Ian? Yeah. <laughs> you're, talking, you're talking to me. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it, it feels like well, I'm old. Uh, you know, I've, I've seen basically people that I've seen basically the start and end of people's careers now in this league. Yep. That tells you you're getting old. I've yeah. seen them from the day one right till the very end. And I'm seeing their jerseys get retired like a Henrik Lundqvist, for example. You know, yep. that's when you know you're getting old. You've been there for every game of this guy. And now what are you guys talking about? How do you guys feel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll leave you out of this. Uh, conversation, Jimmy. I'll tell you what. Yeah, I'm going to feel geez. old when Crosby retires, Jimmy. Because he was who I watched growing up. I watched him play for Ramuski. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I, dude, I watched him play since he entered the league, you know, and he was the beginning of my journalism career, basically. And now it's just like, like Patrice Bergeron. I mean, that guy has been, we kind of correspond, we parallel each other in terms of how long we've been around the NHL. But yeah, it's, it's interesting. And he said that too. He said, um, you know, like that, that was the guy of his generation. I think he must be about 22 with Sean. And he actually grew up a wild fan. But Kane was still his his favorite player. Wow, that's, that's cool. Yeah, I like that. I like that because a lot of players will say uh, that when they grew up, the player that was their favorite was the, on their favorite team. Mm-hmm. And I find that's, that happens most of the time. So to hear that's and actually he's a defenseman. Cool. Refreshing. I, I haven't, Jimmy. I haven't done that many interviews in my life, but it was funny. I did one with uh, Philip Zadina from Detroit and it was oh, so yeah. funny he he always gives different answers now I think he says Patrick Kane for his favorite player whenever he's in, this is why it reminded me of the story but my buddies and I show up with our, our microphone and camera I was lucky the the Mooseheads uh, communications guy let me interview him I said who's your favorite player in the NHL man I'm really curious he goes Thomas Tatar. I was like, there's no way your favorite player is Thomas Tatar. That's so random. <laughs> and, and then now that when anybody asks random. him, he always says Kaner, but it killed me. He said Thomas Tatar. Wow. What, what nationality is Zidane? Zidane is Russian, right? He's a uh, Czech. Czech, okay. Yeah. And, and Oh, that's why. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. It was funny, though. Out of left field. <laughs> Yeah, there's a little connection there for sure, uh, no question. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, that 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 that's not the first player that would come to mind when you hear Phillips <laughs> yeah. say uh, Thomas Tatar uh, as his favorite player. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, there we go. Thursday's card. We spent a little more time talking. Mean, it was worth talking about, though. Last night was just an insane night of hockey. So good to recount yeah. it and talk about it. Uh, lots of excitement, lots of action, lots of great games, crazy comebacks, almost a blind brawl and a goalie fight. Uh, just incredible stuff. All right, let's turn our attention to Friday's card. Four games. I'll tell you, though, these are interesting hockey games, so I'm looking forward to breaking them down. We'll start with Minnesota-Columbus. Uh, Wild, minus 195, minus 200. Road favorites in this game. Uh, the total, well, it was six. It's now six and a half, and it's juiced to the over, and I'm not even starting to see a seven or two pop up as well uh, with the total in some books, and you can understand why, certainly from a Minnesota perspective. I mean, Alex said it. Uh, about the Wild and Red Wings game last night. Yeah, it's nice to see Minnesota get that win, but it was nice to see their defensive performance in that game. Uh, Not so much. Was it nice to see the goaltending from Talbot? Not so much. And look, the goaltending issues have seeped over to uh, Capo Kakinen lately as well. Uh, He has not been as good uh, in recent starts for the uh, Minnesota Wild. So uh, Minnesota on the back-to-back here uh, in Columbus. We'll see. Uh, if they can uh, tighten things up, we're waiting on them to do it. They haven't done it. By the way, they are 6-2 and two to the over uh, in eight games this year on the second night of back-to-back games. So that is the trend there with Minnesota. As far as Columbus is concerned, uh, they got shut out and shut down completely by the Islanders last night, 6 to nothing. They, too, are on a back-to-back, and they are 7-1 and one to the over. Uh, on the second night of back-to-back games. So you pretty much know where this is headed for me uh, from a betting standpoint. I do like over six and a half, minus 130. I actually took six overnight. I figured it was going to move. It did. Uh, I still recommend it at six and a half. Why would you bet over? If you don't think it's going to go to, I wouldn't bet over six if I didn't think it was going to go to seven goals, at least in this game. So if you can get six and a half, I still fully recommend uh, looking over the total uh, in this game, Wild and Blue Jackets. I would expect Kakinen will be the goalie tonight for the uh, Minnesota Wild uh, in between the pipes, uh, although it's not confirmed yet. It hasn't been confirmed yet for Columbus either, but with Corpus Salo making his return last night against the Islanders and getting shelled a little bit, You'd expect Merzlikens to be back uh, in net for them tonight in this game. And as far as props go, just quickly, um, Lion A and Bjorkstrand are the guys for Columbus, certainly goal-scoring-wise. I do expect them to find the back of the net. I do like teams you know, trying to bounce back, especially at home offensively after a shutout. I think you will see Columbus uh, find the back of the net. Minnesota should as well uh, in this game. The players I'd look for toward the Wild are Fiala, Hartman. I'd look toward Erickson Eck right now for Minnesota. He's starting to heat up. He's streaky. That's the one thing we know about Joel Erickson. He had a little bit of a stretch there where he was struggling, where he was cold. And the last couple of games, it started with that Ranger game earlier this week. He's really starting to light it up again and find the back of the net. So Joel Erickson as well for uh, Minnesota. Definitely going to be looking at goals and points for him tonight. Alex, Minnesota, Columbus. 
Yeah, just reading it, and Terry mentioned in the chat that Columbus had some issues with their plane. They didn't even get back into town until uh, pretty recently. So you add that to to a back to back spot. That that's never a, a good thing. And like I said, and coming off of a bad loss as well. You got Minnesota coming in off second night of back to back, and like I said, we talked about the, how the defense has just been uh, helter skelter. So this just game screams over. I grabbed over six minus a dollar twenty last night. Uh, I liked six and a half at a dollar fifteen, but now like I said, we've seen it got you know spiral out of control up to seven. We're seeing you know dollar thirty five, dollar forty with these six and a half. So uh, like always, I'm going to you know advise everyone to wait and try to get this in game. You're playing with fire because these are two teams that can score really fast against one another. So, uh, you know, you're talking maybe a minute or two. If you can grab a six and a half, you still would have to lay uh, juice with it or, or, or six or five, a five and a half. I don't think we're going to see it. You're probably going to see a six laying juice or six and a half at, at, at a plus price. You might have to just go in and, and take that. But I feel confident enough that six and a half should cash here. Doesn't matter who's in net right now with, with either one of these two teams. The offenses are rolling and the defenses just not have been showing up. So, uh, it's just a matter of how many, but I think we'll get at least seven between both of them tonight. All right. Uh, liking the over as well, Alex. Your KP, by the way, congrats. Yeah, I meant to say this earlier when we recapped last night. Arizona Buffalo, two team money line parlay for him, plus 955. Wow. Congratulations on that one. Uh, great work uh, finding that one out. I got to chuckle. Melissa saying the good thing about 3 a.m. feedings, of course, brand new mom. Melissa Cunningham, congrats again, is that I was able to get a six with this total. No, You know what? I would have thought 3 a.m. feedings as a new mom would be some nice bonding time with your new little baby. But uh, what am I thinking? How stupid am I? It's really about getting the good number uh, in terms of this Minnesota-Columbus total. That uh, I kid, of course. I'm kid. I'm kid. Uh, but, uh, yeah, definitely. That, that is a good perk, though. I, I agree. Uh, you got a good number. If anyone got six on this, uh, good on you. Uh, Andrew, what do you think? Wild Blue Jackets. Yeah, not really too much to say besides uh, every single thing points us to the over, and uh, there's not a lot of points that I could make to be contrarian. I mean, it's very hard to be a contrarian in this game, and I'm not going to do it. I mean, 6-5, 6-3, 5-4, 7 both teams have just been whether and you know one thing that's key about betting overs too you don't want to just bet a team if they're the only ones scoring or if they're the only ones giving up goals both teams are doing both right now and i just don't think that especially with one team on a back-to-back i don't i don't really see anything that's gonna change from one night to the next year and for these two teams so uh let's expect a goal fast man let's hope for over six and a half the player Definitely. Um, by the way, if you look at Chris Otto's charts, uh, newly updated at PSU Auto on Twitter, I mean, these two teams, they're trending heavily. In the last 10 games, both of these teams are trending heavily to the over in the first period, to the over in the second period, and to the over in the third period. So uh, all three periods, if you look, Minnesota-Columbus, the last 10 games, heavily trending to the over in each individual period. So uh, that speaks to why... Uh, this total is probably getting whacked and uh, certainly what we've seen recently is why it's been bet up as well. Uh, Jimmy was with us. I was just about to send it to him, but uh, is, you know, he's there. There he's back. There I'm still go. here guys. We got Jimmy yep. back. All right, Jimmy, Minnesota, Columbus. Yeah. I mean, I'm right with you guys. Overs all around and uh, you know, I'd be tempted to do the, the over in the first period, but just kind of shaking on the value there, but give me the over uh, for the total game. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Terry uh, Edelman's point, it's worth mentioning. Yeah, go ahead, Jimmy. Oh. No, that was my uh, that was my navigator was speaking, it. not me. Oh, okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like Siri's. Be quiet, Siri, or uh, Alexa, or all those stupid uh, voices that you hear on these uh, devices. Yeah, uh, calm down now. Uh, but Terry, I want to mention his stat. Last nine games in Columbus, all under six and a half for Minnesota in Columbus. A lot of those, though, Tortorella days and previous coaches in Columbus, a lot better defensive teams for Columbus than this one. Uh, gotta be, that, that definitely is what stands out about that stat. Not saying this can't stay under, but that's the thing that stands out about that stat. The, the past games in Columbus with these two, Columbus was a much uh, better defensive team. They played a little tighter under Tortorella compared to Brad Larson right now. And even Minnesota, this is now probably the best offensive team Minnesota's right. had this year. And defensively, they've fallen off a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I would say it's probably the weakest defense uh, of the of the last few years. Obviously, you look at, you know, like I said, had some solid goaltending and, and usually a more kind of a closed down, shut down system that Minnesota's running. So they're more way more up tempo with these two teams now than what we've seen in recent years. Yeah, no question about that. All right, Vegas and Pittsburgh. 
a pretty interesting matchup here. We got uh, Pittsburgh minus 180 home favorites, uh, six the total in this one. Penguins uh, looking to bounce back after a uh, tough game at home against Florida. Uh, 4-3, very uh, solid effort from Pittsburgh. You know, they didn't start that game well. Uh, they got those two quick goals. This was during our bet cast on Tuesday night. Tied it up 2-2. Florida got two in the third, made it 4-2. And then Pittsburgh made it interesting late, but fell short, losing 4-3 to the Panthers. Uh, when you look at what Florida's doing, though, right now, it's not the it's not a terrible loss, losing 4-3 to the, Pits, uh, to the Florida Panthers right now. Uh, before that, they lost in overtime to Carolina, 3-2. So two straight losses for Pittsburgh. This could be the uh, get-well spot, in my opinion, for the Penguins tonight. Vegas has got... Vegas is going to need to get some guys back. I think we're starting to find that out. There's just too much artillery out of this lineup to expect them to ask them to compete and beat teams, especially good teams. I mean, you look at who's out. Leonard's out. Smith. Riley Smith is a huge loss. This was already a team that's struggling a little bit offensively right now. And now Riley Smith, you take him off that misfit line, as they called it in year one with this franchise, with uh, Carlson and uh, Marcia. So, and it's a big blow. Uh, for Vegas, not having Riley Smith on the ice. And of course, they're already missing Mark Stone. They're already missing Braden McNabb and Alec Martinez, two of their best shutdown defensemen uh, as well. So it's just a very shorthanded group on a back-to-back on the road. And look, they lost to Buffalo and Philly. Now they're playing an even much better Pittsburgh team and a Pittsburgh team that's not taking this game for granted probably after back-to-back losses. So I like Pittsburgh in regulation here around even money, plus 100, minus 105 uh, in this one. I think they get the win. Vegas is just not a team I'm looking to back till they get got bodies back. And it could be a letdown. Even though they lost the game, it was such an emotional thing for Jack to go back to Buffalo for the first time. This is a very tricky spot for Vegas. The rest advantage for Pittsburgh, two days off. Just a lot of things point toward the Penguins and Logan Thompson, by the way, uh, in net most likely for the Vegas Golden Knights here uh, in this game. So uh, probably a good situation. Sitting on a good spot and a good effort, I think, the Penguins tonight. Uh, Alex, Vegas, Pittsburgh. This one's probably going to be a pass for me because I I, I could totally see Pittsburgh winning this in regulation. Like you mentioned, uh, it's a a better spot for them than Vegas. Vegas being shorthanded and having to go with the third-string goalie in Logan Thompson. But at the same time, I also feel like this could be a game where we see the draw come into play. Uh, because of the fact that Vegas is so shorthanded, they want to try to slow things down. You've seen the last couple games, 3-1, 2-1 kind of battles, and Pittsburgh hasn't been super impressive. They have lost five of their last eight games, uh, albeit against better competition, but this still just it, – it's one that's just really kind of off my radar. I, I, I could see this being a two-game going overtime. I can see Pittsburgh winning this one 4-1 to one in regulation. So uh, those two things conflicting. I'm just going to stay away from it. All right, it's a pass for Alex here. Andrew, Vegas-Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think the unders the play in this game here, despite the uh, you know the goaltending depth kind of thing we're seeing here from uh, from Vegas. Uh, they're struggling to score, and if you look at even Pittsburgh right now, besides that top line, their depth hasn't really shown up yep. as much lately either. So, um, I, I think that the unders the play here. I think Vegas isn't really uh, looking to trade goals with anybody, and uh, it's what I've always said, and 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 Jimmy will agree with me too. We both like the defensive core of this uh, Penguins team, so. I think the under is a player. I agree with that. This would be an under. This was the one game. This is the one game I'm fairly confident could be the low-scoring game of the night. To be quite honest, Vegas and Pittsburgh. This this might be your one game for sure that I'd feel if you're going to bet one under tonight. This is probably the game I'd do it. Jimmy, what do you think? Golden Knights Penguins. Yeah, I mean, great point. Same here. I'm liking that under as well. <laughs> and I kind of, I kind of, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure if I'll do it yet. It might be something I'll play later, but. I like Alex's point about a draw, possibly. I, like, I yep. feel like Vegas is going to really want to come out and play really hard after last night yep. and, and bounce back from that. Do I think they can pull off the win? No, but I think they're going to have a lot better showing than maybe a lot of people are thinking. Um, and I, I like them to come out and play a strong defensive game. And like you said, Ian Pittsburgh's been playing that way too. So give me the under. Yeah, the under makes sense. The draw is not a bad sprinkle because you're right. I think if even though I like Pittsburgh at the win, hopefully in regulation, I think it's a close game. I think it'll be a one goal, two goal margin. I would think for Pittsburgh, you know, maybe they tack on an empty net or late. We'll see, but uh, it'll be a competitive game. And Thompson hasn't been bad. Thompson was very good his last start, but I think it was San Jose, if I'm not mistaken, that he played. So it's be a little bit more of a challenge. But so no, so far he's been solid. 
for the uh, Golden Knights, Logan Thompson. We'll see how he performs in his most uh, in his latest start uh, here tonight. All right, Winnipeg Jets, New York Islanders. We've got uh, the Islanders minus one twenty-five home favorites here. Six the total, uh, shaded to the under uh, in this game. Uh, interesting matchup here. See how this one uh, plays out. But uh, you know, as of right now, uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of leaning to Winnipeg here, just simply because they've got a little momentum. A little, you know, positivity on their side right now after back-to-back wins against Tampa. And the win against New Jersey is, you know, that's a solid win with what the Devils have done lately. You know, Devils just beat Colorado. They beat St. Louis on the weekend uh, at home in overtime. It's not been easy to beat them in Jersey lately. Uh, Jets went in there with Eric Comrie in net, and Eric Comrie turned in a terrific effort. Credit to him. Uh, in net last night for the Winnipeg Jets. He was very good. Uh, We'll see if he can uh, carry that over to this matchup tonight. Uh, against the, well, actually it won't be him. It'll be Connor Hellebuck, but uh, he was very good last night for the uh, Jets. Hellebuck back in net tonight. Let's see if he he figures it out here, Hellebuck, and can get back on track because we've talked about this now a couple of times in a row when we've had the Jets on the uh, show uh, on the card that um, Connor Hellebuck just hasn't been great lately. Uh, Four goals in four straight starts allowed by him. The Tampa game, the Ranger game, the Dallas game, the Montreal game. So, He's got to try to, uh, you know, stop the bleeding here, if you will, uh, and get back on track. And, you know, this Islanders team that did have six goals last night, but talking about a very shaky, thin, depleted, struggling, not very good Columbus blue line, a goalie that hadn't played in forever, Corpusalo, who has also struggled all season when he has been in between the pipes. This will be a little bit different for uh, the Islanders tonight. So we'll see if they can score. They might be able to, though, because the one thing about the Jets they have had their issues defensively of late as well. Trading chances, breakdowns in coverage, and then you top that off with Connor Hellebuck's rather mediocre play of late. So I do like Winnipeg here for a smaller bet, plus 105, and also for a smaller bet, the over. One more time with the Islanders. I got kind of lucky last night. Uh, you know, Tom Petty style, you got lucky, babe. Uh, yeah, we got a little fortunate there with the uh, Jets and the Islanders last night. Uh, or the sorry, the Islanders and the uh, Jackets going over the total last night. Anders Lee with seconds left to give us the sixth goal in that game. Uh, so thank you to Anders Lee for that. Uh, but I think tonight you'll get both teams contributing to the scoreboard. If anything, the Islanders are going to have some offensive confidence. You know, uh, Lee is starting to score. Nelson now is starting to chip in again, which is good to see for the New York Islanders. Uh, even with Barzell still out for them, uh, it's nice to see the supporting cast really start to uh, you know fire a little bit. Uh, and and get the back of the net. Pajot scored. So starting to see these guys that are capable at times start to light the lamp for the Islanders. I think the Jets will do the same as well uh, here in this game tonight. It should be Varlamov, you would think, for the Islanders on a back-to-back. It was Sorokin with the shutout last night, and Varlamov's been very uh, disappointing too. You talk about uh, Hellebuck's struggles. Uh, Varlamov here, he gave up five in the loss to Colorado, four in a loss to Vancouver, four uh, in a loss to the LA Kings. Uh, those are his three starts uh, since uh, February the 26th. So not pretty for Semyon Varlamov of the Islanders lately. So I think this game could get goals from both sides. Uh, Alex, what do you think? Winnipeg, New York Islanders. Yeah, it's another over that I like, but I want to wait to play in game. And, and usually at six, you know, we usually take that and say that's a pretty fine number. But because it is the Islanders uh, involved, we should be able to see this number drop to five and a half and even a plus price sooner than later. I don't expect the, you know, the, the pace to be frenetic in the first five to 10 minutes. So I think we will see goals, but they won't come early. So that gives us a really good chance to get uh five and a half at a plus price. So that, that's the way I'm circling, not just five and a half. As soon as it opens, uh, I'm waiting for five and a half at, at even money or better. Uh, and then I'll jump on that. But uh, like I said, I'll just try to carry over some of that offensive confidence from last night. And like I said, Hellebuck has had his struggles for sure, but uh, I think the Jets will be able to chip in as well. So I like, I really like this over, but definitely recommend grabbing five and a half at a plus price. Yeah, exactly. Wait for a little bit better line and a better price. As far as props go, there are a couple props that stand. Connor's just on fire. You can't go wrong with a Kyle Connor for the prop to score for the Jets. Brock Nelson is heating up. Uh, three of the last five he scored. How about Stastny? If you want to take a bargain bin shot, three of the last five he scored. Same with Lowry. I've mentioned Lowry. I've cashed with Lowry a couple times. Plus five hundred on him to score a goal. I mean, take a shot with these bargain bin props on these players that have perked up lately, just in the last five game, six game, 10 game sample size. There's a bunch of examples uh, of players that have done that for the, for both sides uh, as well. Uh, So there you go. There's a few that I'd look at for props tonight 
Andrew, uh, Jets, Islanders. I'll make it very clear. I haven't bet this yet, but I'll tell you what, Ian, I was on the show yesterday, and, and, and what did I say? I got a funny feeling about this Winnipeg Jets team, and I can't explain why. <laughs> and, and a positive thing, after you were negative on them for a bit. Yeah. 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 It's just funny, you know, and, and uh, I have been down on them, but I, I just, I kind of have this feeling now that we're going to see this with the Winnipeg Jets guys where, you know, it's kind of like in basketball late in the season or NFL late in the season when you're cashing tickets on the Lions. I'm not comparing the Jets to the Lions here, but, you know, if you would have told me plus 105 with the Jets pregame or sorry, preseason. I would have called you crazy. So now we're getting to the point where the Jets, I think, are going to start being disrespected by the odds makers because they aren't the team they were supposed to be this year. And now we're going to be able to start getting some value. So, and also a big game for them yesterday. Uh, for well, I guess both teams are played yesterday, uh, but for the Islanders. So I actually think the dog could be a play here again. All right, Andrew, leaning toward the uh, Jets. Uh, Jimmy, Winnipeg, New York Islanders. Yeah, you know, I'm going to stay away from the side and the over-under in this, but I will do a pro- I want to ask you two guys. I don't know if it's confirmed yet. Is Barzell back? Barzell out once again. He's still out. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah, this might be just one where I get in-game and start throwing some money around, maybe do some props there. Uh, but I can see what Andrew's saying right now, and it, it just makes so much sense, right, because here you are. You're just a week over, uh, just over a week from the trade deadline, you know, and the Jets right now, really, you know, if you really think about it, they should be sellers. So it makes so much sense that they'll just piss everybody off and start winning right now, <laughs> and they won't make the trades they should. So I can see where Andrew's coming from, uh, from that point of view, but I'm going to just stay away from now. Yeah, uh, no doubt. Uh, no, uh, by the way, here's a little shots on goal uh, nugget for you. Seven straight home games over shots on goal for Brock Nelson for the Islanders. So uh, something to keep in mind there a little bit that he's uh, been uh, going over that at home. So if you want to look at Brock Nelson's shots on goal, I already like the goal score prop for him because he's one of those players that's like with so many, especially on this team, streaky. And the Jets will allow you to get your chances. We've seen that certainly from them uh, as of late. So uh, there's some props to look at for Jets and Islanders tonight. All right, final game of this four-game Friday night slate. Washington Capitals, Vancouver Canucks. We've got uh, Vancouver slight home favorites, minus 115. Uh, the total six across the board. Some six and a halfs uh, in, in a couple places, but mostly six with some juice uh, for this uh, total. It's It seems uh, for me cut and dried, straightforward. Doesn't mean it's going to cash, but the decision to bet it is straightforward for me for over the total here. I mean, Vancouver nine straight overs coming into this game it's been remarkable to see this Canucks team they've just been they've either scored a bunch or they've given up a bunch uh, in every game during this nine game over streak of theirs uh five three six four four three seven two five two seven one five two seven four five four I mean those have been the finals in all these Vancouver games and a lot of these have been Demko so everyone's talking Demko 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 and how good he's been and exactly, he has been yeah. good but, you know, he also has been given up two or three goals in the majority of these games. It's not like he's been pitching a shutout every single time or just held teams to one goal. And on the other side, you got Vancouver's offense lighting it up right now. Uh, you know, they've uh, returned uh, home and they put five against uh, Montreal. I'll be at one empty net, so you could pretty much rather be more accurate, say they scored four in that game. Six against Toronto to end the road trip. Four against a stingy uh, defensive-minded Islanders team. Uh, so when you look at this uh, Vancouver squad, uh, they're scoring right now. That's a big reason why they're six and one. The only game they lost was the the debacle involving Yarrow Halak and the uh, and the defense. It's not all on Halak that night. Defense was bad, but against that New Jersey where they got lit up in that tough spot. Uh, other than that, they've won every game. I do lean Canucks here as well. Feels like a reasonable price at home, but I don't want to sell Washington short. You know, Washington's now won three of their last four. They handed Calgary a very rare loss. They're off a frustrating overtime loss to Edmonton the other night. The game they played well enough to win, but Oilers found a way uh, to get the 4-3 victory. And Vanacek's been uh, a little bit, giving them a little shot in the arm uh, in terms of in between the pipes as of late. I'd expect after uh, Samsonov was in against Edmonton, they lost that game. They'll probably go back to Vanacek here. So I know the goalies are capable, but Vancouver's going to give up chances, probably a few goals. They've done that most mostly every game recently. They're going to score, I think, as well, because the numbers bear that out. JT Miller just over points. I think one and a half points just continues to be a good bet. I'd look at that tonight. Uh, Besser to score a goal because he's starting to heat up. Tanner Pearson, if you want to go into the bargain bin, he's scored in multiple games recently for the Canucks, and he's like plus 350 
in some spots to score a goal. Uh, Washington, Oshie starting to heat up. He could go in that route. Sheary for Washington. Mantha, those were the ones I'd target for the Capitals. But I like goals here, over six, Washington, Vancouver. Uh, and Washington's offense has perked up lately, too. I just want to mention that specifically. Three against Edmonton, and they had a bunch of chances to have more than that. Five in the win against Calgary. Five in the win against Seattle. And the 4 nothing shutout against Carolina. So they've turned a corner offensively. And a big part of it is Oshie is heating up. And he just is a world of difference. You get him with Ovechkin and when Kuznetsov's going and Carlson's chipping in from the back end. Uh, that's when Washington's at their best. And they're starting to find some light at the end of the dark offensive tunnel uh, at the moment. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Washington, Vancouver? Yeah, it's a pass for me. I, I wanted to look toward Vancouver because they played Washington well, 2-0-1 in the last three meetings. Uh, won eight of their last 10. But like you said, Washington, you know, getting Oshie back and having their offense going uh, right now as well. This seems like a back-and-forth game, so I don't want anything to do with the side. If you can find the six, that would make sense. Uh, like I said, we've seen some six-and-a-half, so you might have to wait to grab this in game as well. But uh, this is one I'm just going to probably stay away from most likely. Yeah, and since Vanacek has been getting these starts for Washington more regularly, he's been he's they've won they've won with him in net lately, Vanacek. So that's the that's what's keeping me back from the Vancouver side. Lean Vancouver, but that's what's keeping me back from uh, betting that side here. And the fact they had the day off after the Edmonton loss, it's not a back to back for them. They played Edmonton Wednesday, so not not a bad scheduling spot on this road trip for Washington. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here, Capitals Canucks? You know, I, I know you don't always like when we do this, Ian, but it's the last game, so I'm going to spoil it. This is the best bet for me on the over here. Over six, Capitals, Canucks. You know, uh, the Capitals prove that they don't give up. You know, they keep they, they play a full 60 minutes. That's one thing I have to give them credit for. Uh, scoring with 0.8 seconds. I mean, this team doesn't give up. Vancouver, uh, they're a really back-and-forth team. You know, I think both these teams right now don't really maintain possession in the offensive zone. They're kind of counterattack teams. And uh, I, I like both teams' power plays as well, so that could help us out. Mixed in the fact that Washington <laughs> playing on the West Coast and stuff like that, second game back at home for Vancouver. Give me the over six here. And I also went back and looked, Andrew, for the four straight meetings in Vancouver over the total with these two teams as well. We've seen a lot of five twos, six threes. You know, I've seen those kind of scores with the Capitals when they go to Vancouver, Van City to take on uh, the Canucks. Uh, Jimmy, uh, last game, the, this is the only late game. The three other games we talked about, they're early, 7 p.m. Eastern. This one late, 10 p.m. Eastern. Jimmy, what do you think, Washington, Vancouver? Well, I'll just tell you guys, I just got, I'm going, I'm actually driving to see her now, but Maddie just texts me. She's uh, she's watching and Hi, Maddie. go for the Canucks. She, lo- she, she loves the logo, so she's going with All the right. Canucks. All and right. I'm going to go with her there, and I'm going to take the uh, the over as well. All right, there we go. Uh, Canucks, courtesy of Maddie. Hello, Maddie. Thanks for watching. <laughs> I'm shocked you don't have something better to do, but uh, nevertheless, we appreciate you joining us. That's uh, for sure. Watching uh, four players like us, but that's okay. Uh, we appreciate that. We appreciate it a lot. Uh, Maddie, like in Vancouver, and also uh, Jimmy uh, throwing in the over as well. Uh, in this one over six capitals and Canucks. All right. Great stuff uh, with Andrew, Alex and Jimmy. Uh, great to uh, have the uh, crew. I know it's difficult. You know, it's difficult to always every day have all four of us on the show uh, at the same time. But boy, it's nice when it happens. There's no doubt. And I know the uh, viewers love it. Uh, great show uh, with Andrew, Alex and uh, Jimmy. Uh, of course, we got best bets coming up to wrap up the show. But first, we want to mention DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, again, great partners here with the uh, Hockey Podcast Network and, of course, the Ice Guys as well. And an official sports betting partner pretty much of every major sports league. Uh, of course, in, that includes at this time of year, NBA uh, and NHL as well. And again, hockey being, uh, you know, ramping up now as we're into March and April. Great book to be betting NHL hockey uh, with DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Uh, they have your shot to win big. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win that's promo code thpn at DraftKings sportsbook an official 
Sports betting partner of the NHL must be 21 years of age or older. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. A gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app. Sign up for an account and use the promo code THPN. All right. Best bets to wrap up the Friday show. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? Let's go with the Jets Islanders over, but we're going to play this live. So what we're looking for is five and a half at even money or better. Uh, we should be able to see this if there's no score around the 15-minute timeout, so five minutes past in the game. Uh, that's what I'm recommending as, as a best bet. I know I usually don't do that often, recommend a live play, but uh, I think that that's the best spot on the board, honestly. Most of the things I think tonight you'd have to look at from a, a live point of view that's kind of been the approach this whole week. Uh, so we're going to go with the live over, looking for five and a half at even money or better uh, with Winnipeg and the Islanders tonight. All right, there it is. Winnipeg, New York Islanders alive over. Seeing if we can get a five and a half and a better number and price in game for Alex B. Smith uh, with his best bet. And he will be betting this too. So this is a bet. This is a best bet here for uh, Alex uh, with the uh, Jets and Islanders over uh, in game. Andrew, best bet. I spoiled it, but I think it's going to be a great game. Uh, Exciting and lots of gold with the Canucks and uh, the Capitals tonight. All right, Washington, Vancouver uh, over six. Uh, for Andrew with his uh, best bet. And my best bet, which was lucky as shit to get there, last night, Columbus and New York Islanders over five and a half. In the dying seconds, we get that sixth Islander goal to make it 6 nothing. Hopefully not as fortuitous tonight. Hopefully it's a nice, clean uh, right side uh, with the uh, best bet for me tonight. Uh, uh, Minnesota-Columbus over six and a half, minus 135 for my best bet. Uh, again, it's still six and a halfs with juice. Some books have moved to seven. See if you can shop around for the six and a half. Minnesota Columbus over uh, six and a half minus uh, 135 for my best bet. Oh, Jimmy's best bet. Jimmy, what do you like for best bet? I'm going to go with Maddie. I'm, uh, let's, let's go Canucks. Uh, the Canucks on the money line. Turn right. There we go. Vancouver Canucks uh, minus 115. Uh, actually, minus 110 in some spots. Shop around. You can get even money at a lot of spots. So Vancouver, minus 110 against Washington. Best bet for Jimmy Murphy. And that's a wrap for the Friday edition uh, of the Ice Guys. We're looking forward to it. Uh, weekend shows, of course, as usual, noon Eastern. We've got a guest with us tomorrow. Uh, someone wanted to join us on the Saturday show, so we're going to bring them on, uh, joining us, and Vito as well, of course, with his usual weekend spots. We've got former NHL or Brett McLean joining us Monday uh, on the show, 2 p.m. Eastern. We're looking forward to that as well. Uh, and some more guests lined up in the weeks ahead. So great stuff on the way for the uh, Ice Guys as we ramp up for the playoffs. Uh, thanks to everyone for joining us. 172 uh, live viewers uh, in the chat. Hit the like button. We appreciate that. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday. 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Andrew McGinnis, Alex B. Smith, and Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Friday night. Enjoy the NHL action and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Saturday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.